You are listening to Where is the Music podcast. My name is Alberto and on this program I will talk about music in all its forms. I discuss the creative part, the understanding of music, the role that music has in our culture, our shared life, our psyche, and I will do that with the help of my piano. You can find me on all major podcasting platforms and my work as composer, pianist and teacher at albertoferro.com. This podcast has no sponsor. If you like to support me, click the link to my Patreon page, available in the description. With a contribution as little as few dollars a month, you will significantly help me keep doing what I do. Now, on to this episode of Where is the Music? Hello everyone, welcome back. Today I'm going to talk about Beethoven uh, through one of his uh, piano sonatas. This is a sonata in B-flat, opus 22. It was composed uh, uh, when Beethoven was about uh, 28, 29. So um, we cannot really say it's a young piece. At the same time, uh, we can uh, place it in Beethoven early to mid maturity period. So generally, History of music um, does not have very clear-cut turning points, um, moments in which something, in where something happened, and from then onwards, music changed completely. Uh, one of those few is certainly represented by Ludwig van Beethoven. Why? Today I'm gonna elaborate a bit on this topic. Uh, Beethoven seems to have uncovered musical qualities that after him are going to be considered intrinsic to the experience of music. Every great composer has somehow changed the course of history, but if we have we have to decide what is the greatest divider, uh, for example, between the music of modernity and the music of pre-modernity, Beethoven seems to be the clearest point of reference. Um, I'm not dealing today uh, too much on the history, but uh, as usual I'm gonna use the piano and this piece of music to just uh, uh, maybe guide you through some of the most interesting and uh, creative ways in which Beethoven has accomplished such a uh, revolution. Um, particularly, I'm going to use three words to conduct today's episode, and hopefully, these words will help me describing those qualities of music uh, that I mentioned earlier that are peculiar of Beethoven's music and that through his work have opened the perception of music to modern day listeners. These three words are vibration, transformation, and trajectory. So if you're familiar with the music of Beethoven, uh, you already probably have a sense of where this is this is going towards. Um, and if you are mm, interested in philosophy uh, as, as much as I am, although I cannot really um, say I'm an expert, but certainly the, cor- the correlation between 
words such as vibration, transformation, trajectory, um, and the music of uh, Beethoven might um, remind you of the philosophy of Hegel. Um, anyway, without going too deeply in that uh, philosophical direction, uh, let's go back to the practical music. As a disclaimer, the way I will conduct today's investigation into this sonata is by playfully uh, experimenting on the text that has arrived to us. Something that I usually do in class with my students is uh, to infer the character of a musical passage by playfully try um, maybe alternatives. How would it sound if this was set in a different character? It is like making a series of uh, hypotheses about what is being expressed by temporarily erasing the text and substituting it with uh, alternative ideas. So then, when you go back to the original text, perhaps the message emerges more clearly. So, how does this sonata go? I'm gonna play you the first uh, few lines. take a look uh, at the musical elements that we have from the very beginning. We have this uh, entrance that is repeated and does seem the exact repetition uh, fits with this, uh, um, let's say, this rhetoric of uh, attempting things once, twice and hopefully the, the next time we'll get somewhere. As a matter of fact, it goes somewhere. So one can start seeing how transformation already takes place. Uh, this is being transformed into that. It's like an explosion of energy. But then how does this uh, effectively happen? Well, uh, let's notice that what starts this sonata is not a melody, it's more a rhythm, or even more uh, precisely, I would say, is a, is a vibration, is a percussion, is uh, an energy that really it's about to explode. To me, <laughs> we can see this first phrase as, you know, you, when you're trying to ignite the engine of uh, a car or a motorbike that uh, it doesn't go right away, it goes rum and then rum and then and then you start. Okay, so that seems to be the type of, uh, of phrasing depicted here. But then uh, this ignition becomes a true explosion. This is uh, piano, 
crescendo. So, you could have developed the same initial idea in a variety of ways. For example, uh, without this idea of uh, exploding, but maybe uh, just developing more linearly. Something like this. Or uh, something more melodic. Now, the explosion has happened. As, uh, as a matter of fact, this top note seems to be the, the highest energy uh, release and consequently it goes down and down. So the arc of energy seems to be completed. Uh, but once again, this explosion is, of, uh, is, is not taken as a neat, beautiful, aristocratic, elegant melody. Uh, how, how do I know this? Because the accompaniment is not neither beautiful nor aristocratic. It's this very energetic. <laughs> very impetuous. Uh, so he could have done something like this. Um, maybe even even the melody could have changed to something uh, elegant. Notice then, if you look at the original text, and I'm gonna play it to you right now. Notice how the initial vibration, that engine trying to get ignited, uh, the force that we just happen to perceive from the very first notes, it, it really explodes in a very narrow trajectory, just forward. It's forward that he's looking and it's forward that this music is taking us. Um, it seems to me that uh, chords, harmony and uh, the exact choice of melody are second to this uh, desire of expressing just going through, moving forward. Um, you could go on, we have arrived here. Once again, uh, this, uh, this energy doesn't seem to stop. We are, at, we are at a low point, but as soon as we get there, we move up again. again high. The energy seems to be hard to contain itself and uh, Beethoven then is already 
switching our attention from music that could be elegant, delightful, pleasant to hear to what is most important to him for us to hear, uh, which is constant vibration, this, this energy that needs to uh, cross through our expectation of grace. Um, it is being said in um, musicology uh, and in music analysis that Beethoven somehow does an operation of uh, fragmentation of melody. Uh, so what we are used to, maybe a bit um, longer lines from uh, Mozart or Haydn, now they are fragmented into small bits that never really take off. And now this seems a bit more clear because what is being portrayed here is not a melody per se, but energy. And that energy um, does not necessarily mean a long, consistent, uh, singable vocal line, but uh, uh, vibration. This thing. This thing seems to be the matter of this music more than the actual specific uh, specific notes. Um, what happens afterwards? Again, we have a uh, imitation of the beginning, this time from the lower register. Okay, this seems to be another. Uh, something else is about to explode, but he uh, recognized as a as a sensitive composer that uh, that if if it if the whole rhetoric is repeated once again our expectation will not uh, be satisfied so seems to be interested in in looking elsewhere uh, the rhythm slows down and uh, we are not yet um, presented with a full round melody but uh, now we see what's what's behind there is a slower a slower pace uh, about to uh, to be looked at and developed but this is uh, a short acknowledgement because as soon as we get there He's, he's keeping with this initial energy. Now, uh, we also know that this cannot stand for long. We already see that there is a need to introduce other musical elements. And he takes the opportunity to do it right now in what uh, in uh, music analysis is called the second theme, which is... Uh, rather uh, melodic maybe the more feminine type of theme and uh, it's lowlier notice it's not once again a very singable melody it just seems to be it does seem to be just a 
going up and down in a metered uh, orderly way and we say why he has the opportunity to do something a bit contrasting why wouldn't he do that because he's not interested in doing things balanced and uh, elegant apparently but he's still interested in this idea of uh, energy <laughs> So um, he, he's able to maintain a clear distinction between uh, a first uh, stronger masculine theme and a second lighter feminine. But both of them, they participate of this vital, vibrating, moving forward uh, energy that um, that is the core theme of, of the piece and I must say this is not just uh, peculiar to this sonata but this actually uh, is peculiar of Beethoven's style at least of a particular uh, aspect of his uh, style that we we find we find everywhere in his music um, now what what we'll have is uh, something rather uh, surprising uh, it seems to be something like a third musical idea uh, let's remind where we are the first time that we hear something uh, a bit more orderly in the sense uh, singable uh, it, it is set as a, a four parts chorale although they move rather mechanically up and down together and you notice that the energy here is it's still something that is leading us towards uh, some sort of higher point some sort of uh, explosion and here we have it it was an explosion but not perhaps as um, remarkable as earlier but Perhaps what is he doing? He's setting us um, en route to a larger explosion. Is it about to come? Is it about to happen? Um, the repetition of this section, of this phrase, is uh, uh, even uh, more interesting because, um, uh, as we were saying, this was seemed to be like a choral type. The repetition uh, seems to be the breaking of this uh, uh, orderly movement into this. Notice now it's way more clear that uh, this release of energy uh, throughout uh, his music is, is, has just started to 
uh, to taking form and to uh, expanding uh, his uh, uh, there are many ways in which he accomplishes this um, uh, we know from this uh, from the outline of this melody that um, it's uh, it's going up so tend tendentially uh, one would would feel the same thing with regard to the amount of energy that is that this melody is carrying but also um, there is uh, an accent for every uh, time we reach a higher note <laughs> every time there is an accent and then when he fragment, fragments it when he breaks this uh, uh, Homo rhythmic movement. There is, mm, there is two accents. So it's just little details, but uh, to show how uh, repetition can be the opportunity to say something different. Now. Uh, we are a moment of tension and uh, what's what's going to happen As you can tell, there is a lot of energy that needs um, to explode. Uh, this is four lines of uh, very fast, very um, energetic mu music. Now, uh, we have used a lot this, um, uh, this term, uh, energy. Um, how about uh, the term transformation? Transformation um, might be the way in which something changes slightly uh, its uh, appearance but uh, remains the same for example as we just mentioned this becomes this or transformation is the way by which uh, this becomes this or is a way in which uh, this becomes this it is transformed in a way but um, it is stays the same this become this and what is what has changed that what stays the same these are the questions that might put some light into Beethoven's way of uh, treating musical material and we are going back to the initial word vibration um, this 
to my imagination related to this sense of vibration in the same way it is this notice that uh, we can accompany uh, these uh, this, this two melodies uh, in ways that are not as much delivering or conveying an idea of uh, vibration for example Transformation can also be the way in which this very fast growing uh, moment of ignition is transforming in something slow. Right? Uh, how, how did the transformation happen? Well, um, a mystery <laughs> to me it's just uh, uh, it seems to be very natural once I hear it uh, the first time it's very difficult to describe how that happened and now let's uh, talk about the third word uh, trajectory uh, trajectory is what differentiates uh, the music before Beethoven to the music after Beethoven as a matter of fact as a composer myself there is a point in which uh, every piece struggles with this idea of trajectory because um, trajectory music simply means that to go from A to B we need to uh, delineate, to draw a path that brings some necessity the necessity to reach B must somehow be uh, already felt in A otherwise there will be no reason to move. Um, it is not very different from uh, inventing a story. Uh, there must be some sort of goal, whether it, it is reached or not. The important part is to be able to communicate um, the necessity of moving towards that goal. So it seems to me that Beethoven is able uh, in this movement to create a series of uh, stages, um, each one um, arrived through a, a small transformation, each one reached through uh, a phrase and, and some, 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 some build up. Um, and each stage uh, is uh, a necessary one in order for the final um, resolution or the final achievement. And we have a sense of this already by the very beginning because you remember the first explosion happens at bar 4. This cannot be the final point, this is just the very beginning. But um, his goal is to say, right, here is step 1. have a second step that's the second step we are entering in the third and so on do you see that the story here is is filled uh, uh, every few seconds pretty much 
with uh, arrival points that create um, a sense of general trajectory. Uh, this trajectory is, is being felt from the very beginning due thankfully to this uh, amount of energy constantly building and building and building um, and to this uh, idea of constant transformation uh, whether you are listening or playing you're probably participating in this uh, uh, musical process of uh, embodiment and transformation along with the music if you ever heard the term sonata form that's uh, um, a, a, pa a plan a map of a musical piece that is somehow um, very broadly uh, giving you a sense of how to construct and put together your ideas in order to create uh, this uh, sense of uh, trajectory forward it is interesting that uh, beethoven did not invent this form it's already a form that in a way or another was uh, developed by previous uh, composers particularly Haydn and Mozart um, but it is so interesting that Beethoven have, has exploited this form so much that he has given even more sense, more uh, poignancy to later generations uh, sonata form becomes this uh, ideal design onto which um, we can express our musical ideas as we said after him it is very hard to make music that does not have uh, or does not seem to have a trajectory for think of uh, think of Wagner think of Brahms um, think of uh, um, Bruckner uh, and even think of uh, Mahler however short or long is your piece of music you would uh, uh, eventually uh, have to contend with this idea but where is this going uh, there are of course composers that have challenged this uh, sense of uh, necessity and trajectory uh, composers that uh, do not of course belong to the generation of Beethoven but by contending with it they have managed to create alternatives and make us feel the music making the creation of a story not necessarily through um, this uh, very looking forward moving forward uh, sense of trajectory um, now I'm gonna play the first uh, movement perhaps not the, not the entire thing but I'm gonna um, put some links to uh, to this with some nice interpretation of it I hope you have enjoyed this episode and I hope I have given you uh, enough reasons to be curious about uh, the young Beethoven um, maybe in the future I will talk about something uh, that he composed later although it's very difficult music so I can't uh, can't promise but um, if you are not too familiar with Beethoven's music uh, or maybe a bit intimidated by um, this style perhaps you can think about these uh, three keywords um, vibration transformation 
and trajectory they might uh, be a good thing to think about uh, when you listen to his music um, thank you again for listening and i will uh, meet you again here on where is the music podcast <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Where is the Music podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, look up for others. I made a few. I publish an episode every week roughly, investigating each time a different aspect of music. The music making, the music listening, the meaning of music and its relevance in our lives. It is very helpful for me if you like, subscribe, follow on your favorite platform. Where is the music is on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TuneIn and Google Podcasts. If you like to support me, you're free to do so through Patreon. Link in description. Thank you again. Until next time.